coming up next in The Ziggler Show. When you have a company that's based on truth and integrity, those individuals who may not be a fit, they weed themselves out because they don't feel like they should be here because we are so based on trust and integrity and uh, being the kind of people that people like to see coming. And it doesn't matter if we're dealing with the title company, an inspector, an adjuster, whomever we're involved with. We want to leave them with the feeling that they're loved and appreciated and supported. And if there's anything that we can do to help in the process in any way, um, that's who we want to be at Ziegler. Welcome to The Ziggler Show, a top-ranked all-time career podcast in Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Kevin Miller. In this show, we expound on Zig Ziggler's be, do, and have philosophy, meaning you have to be the right kind of person, then do the right things before you can expect to have what really matters in life. And we want you to have what matters. Also, check out my podcast, What Drives You, where we talk with people who have reached impressive achievements to ask what drove them, good and bad. And we dig into the very motives that drive us all with the goal of clarifying just what is driving you. Then in my True Life podcast, we want to get you fully functioning physically so your body doesn't hold you back. You can find all three of my shows in Apple Podcasts. Just search for Kevin Miller or go to my website, kevinmiller.co. And if you're new to The Ziggler Show, I invite you to visit ziggler.com. Connect with Tom Ziggler and the Ziggler family about upcoming events and how they can come alongside you and help you inspire your true performance. How would Zig Ziglar's kid build a business? So what you're about to hear is just a grassroots story from Julie Ziegler Norman, Zig Ziglar's eldest daughter. If you were fortunate enough to hear one of Zig's last talks from the stage, he was always accompanied by Julie. It helped keep him on target with his message. After his fall, he would find himself sometimes repeating himself. So Julie just kept him ticking along there. Following his death and the death of her husband, Julie started a career in real estate. And so especially for you fans of Ziegler with a fondness to hear how he inspired not only hundreds of millions of people, but his own family. You're going to be really comforted and inspired by this episode. Uh, Tom Ziegler and I talk with Julie and her business partner, Heather Pritchard, and hear the story of building a business on the Ziegler principles of integrity and ethics in the real world where the rubber hits the road, which along with being the right thing to do is also, as you'll hear, the most profitable It's going to be confirming for many of you as you can sometimes get the feeling that doing the right thing will be nice, but not make as much money. That's not the case. You can find Julie and Heather at ZieglerRealty.com. Well, I want to start, Julie, just with when did you embark on real estate? When did that happen and what took you that direction to begin with? Well, you know, I I had a really, really special husband whom I adored. And when he passed away, and that has been uh, getting close to seven years ago, I had some debt that we had incurred that I needed to very quickly take care of. And I had been speaking and on the road um, for quite some time, and I knew that there wasn't much I could do uh, to make extra money that would go along with my speaking schedule and travel. 
other than real estate. I had always been interested in real estate. I'd always loved it. Uh, Daddy had taught me how to see what wasn't there yet when I was a child. He would go, he would take us out looking for land. I mean, sometimes for weekends in a row. And he would jump out of the car and he'd say, look, girls, right there is where we'll put your horse barn. And over here's where mom and I'll build a house. And can't you just see it? And I fell in love with land long, many years ago and moved to the country as soon as I could. But real estate was something that I had a heart for. I had an eye for. I love helping people. Um, my mom, my sisters, and I always used to go look at houses on weekends. I mean, it was just something we naturally enjoyed. So uh, my oldest daughter, Dee Dee Galindo, is a broker, and she had started a brokerage. And I knew that she would take care of my clients if I was out of town speaking. So I went ahead and got my real estate license, and it's the smartest, best, most fun thing I've ever done. I didn't realize you guys met in a Ziegler Legacy Certification course seven years ago, and you thought it was the fifth course, uh, or, or the fifth group. I'm sorry. Tom, what, what, uh, what group number are we on now with Ziegler Legacy Certification? I think our next one's going to be either 26 or 27. Is it really? I'm trying yeah, to think what number I went through. I want to, I don't remember eight, 12, something like that. It's been a while, but so Heather, were you in what, what brought you to ZLC seven years ago? Was it real estate? Tell me the, give me the, the snapshot there. Well, I've been in real estate for a little over 20 years now. Okay. And whenever I was introduced to the ZLC, uh, I, I've always, I've had a love for Zig Ziglar my entire adult life. And I had some challenges, some medical challenges in my, as a young woman and Zig Ziglar listening to his CDs, I'm going to show my age, his CDs and listening to him live a couple of times. I had the honor to do that. He had always inspired me. And whenever I heard about ZLC, I wanted to be a part of it so that I can hopefully inspire people as well and carry on that legacy. Well, Tom, you witnessed this trans, you know, this, this happened, uh, Julie getting into real estate, meeting Heather, who was in real estate, them coming together and them creating what we're going to talk about here with Ziegler, uh, with real estate. Tell me about what you saw there. Cause you said, I want to have them on the show and talk about this. Yeah, Kevin, just, just a couple of things. I mean, Heather came through our Ziegler legacy and we nicknamed that class, the miracle class, because, I think, Heather, there were at least three people in the class who had life, you know, miracles. They're, they're here because of a miracle. And your story is amazing. Uh, and so we got to know Heather and her husband, who just, what a man. I mean, you guys are rocks. Uh, and so we've enjoyed that relationship. And then Heather started teaching the Ziegler principles inside of her office and Julie and Heather connect and come up with this idea. And gosh, we should, we should do something like Ziegler Realty. What if there was a place where you could turn a house into a home, the people who worked there had balanced success and the people who were buying or selling knew that it was more than, you know, just a transaction. It was really about purpose. It was about a why. It was about family. It was about all the things that got together. 
And so we started talking. I'm like, it would be fantastic to be on the Ziegler Show podcast because the whole world has changed. I mean, we look at the pandemic, we look at people's values, and we realize that what's important today is, you know, I have that saying, I've said it on several shows, the reality of uncertainty and the certainty of mortality. People are really looking for meaning and substance and purpose. And so I look at Heather and I look at Julie. These are women leaders, entrepreneurs, developing and growing themselves, organizing and growing a team, serving their client base, expanding into new markets. I know, uh, you know, you think of Ziegler Realty. I just think of, of Texas. But, we, you know, you guys, you've got Maine. You've, you've got places all over. And so my thought was, Kevin, we got a great Ziegler story here. We got a uh, two women doing it for the right reason, growing and developing other women and solving problems at the same time. What a great show. Well, I agree. And it's also appropriate since it seems half the country is either moving to, in my world, it's either Texas or Tennessee. <laughs> Julie. So yes. here you are growing up in Ziegler. You're working within Ziegler and speaking and, and doing what you're doing there. When you come out here to start in real estate, was it your first, you know, solo endeavor in essence and the first chance to say, okay, now I'm going to take all these principles I've been living amongst forever and come over here and apply them in real, you know, in real life where the rubber hits the road. Yeah. You know, it really wasn't my first endeavor, Kevin, because I've been in so many different types of business, but especially sales based businesses. So I was using dad's sales principles years and years ago. Um, and I did other things also while I was doing all of dad's uh, editing. I've just always had my hands in a lot of a lot of things I enjoy. So it wasn't the first, but it's the first really structured business with partners. And we have a three-person partnership because my eldest daughter, Dee Dee Galindo, is one of is our co-broker and we're all three equal partners in this business and Didi is kind of more specialized in uh, property management right now and investment properties which of course we're we're involved in as well but um yeah so there are three of us and I love that we get to select people to work with us who have all of the Ziegler principles and qualities already in their life. Uh, our teams are people who are super, super service oriented uh, like us. We wanted like-minded, like-hearted people. And it is, it's a vibrant place of helping one another, whatever the need is. Kind of an old style uh, real estate agency in that regard that we we are here for each other not just ourselves and it, it the encouragement uh had a gal who wanted to told me she wanted to join Ziegler Realty just last week and I said we have great training she said I've been an agent for 20 years implying she didn't need training and then I thought you know what we really have is great encouragement every week for our agents. And it's because Heather is such a natural trainer. I am so blessed to uh, have her as our, our broker. She was extremely successful before we, we, we decided to do this. And I have to tell you the fact that she wants to carry that Ziegler banner just means the world to me. 
So I'm thinking of another woman business owner, Dina Dwyer Owens. You guys know her, Tom, we've had her on the show, I think a couple times and they had the Dwyer group, which is now neighborly billion dollar company. She had the book uh, on values. And what I loved about that was her perspective of, yeah, it's not just the right thing to do. We made a billion dollars, you know, gross billion dollars. I mean, it's also, it's also doing well there. So Heather, I'll ask you in regards to that with real estate, you having been involved for so long with different companies, agencies, agents, how do you see that playing out right now that, Hey, not only so Ziggler Realty and we've got, you know, these great, these great principles and morals and ethics in our business and it's the right thing to do, but it's actually profitable. Yes, it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm not highly driven by money, you know, like Sid Ziegler said, um, you have to have it to sur survive, right? So it is definitely a reason that I got into real estate. I got into real estate as a single mom. So whenever I stepped foot into my office and sit down in my chair for the first day, I had a real talk with myself that success was not going to be an option. It was a necessity. And that I was going to be in responsible for the outcome and the dedication that I had and the way that I create the way that I worked with my clients and built my reputation. And that has been something that's always been in the forefront of my mind since day one was be a person of integrity, be someone who is known to be easy to work with, who's honest, who's fair, who is respectful of other people. And though someone of integrity who, who does the right thing, when people are watching and when people are not watching and being known for that. And so I feel like that's helped me have a successful career for a long time now. And now I'm a grandma, I'm a Gigi. So I look back at raising my kids under my desk and it's, I've come a long way over 20 years. And the thing that attracted me with Ziegler Realty is the, the reach that we could have to, to bless people, um, to be able to bring the Ziegler, Zig Ziglar's principles into the real estate industry and be able to reach more people and help more agents be able to reach their goals. And, you know, what we do for our clients is help them meet theirs. And as a brokerage, we're helping grow our agents, not just in their business, but in their life as well. Well, let me ask, you know, on this, let's do a business overall. Well, I mean, as far as real estate, we have a lot of realtors in the Ziegler podcast, you know, audience, you guys deal with so many, but mm -hmm. we've got a lot of people doing their own solopreneur, entrepreneur, small business, you know, ventures. And with you guys, it's interesting as you go, and this is somewhat real estate. I mean, we've got some big real estate agencies here in America, huge with big names and big reach and, you know, trust behind that. Now, Ziegler is a trust name, but I almost, and, and any of you can speak to this, Tom, uh, Julie, Heather, either, but, you know, it's a big decision to come out and say, we're going to start our own brokerage as opposed to, I mean, I've got some friends who are doing great with real estate. They're all under umbrellas of big, well-known names. So to come out and do something that that's relevant for everybody who's out here and they're in, you know, with their in business, we've got so many people doing franchises and are interested in that. And that's often a question. Am I going to come out and try to compete in a private business with my own name, as opposed to try to do something under an established name? I, I, my, I think my question is what, 
brought you to do that? And what would you say to people who are looking at that question? What are the, what are the questions you bring up to help decide where you're going to be best set to, to go? Well, as Julie mentioned, her daughter, Dee Dee, is a broker and owned a company in in Fort Worth. And I've owned my own independent office here in West Texas, and it's been very successful. And even with a smaller amount of agents, we are able to really be involved in helping them achieve their goals and dreams. And therefore, I have always been able to compete very well with the large firms that have three or four times the agents we have and still equal their production level. And and it's because of the one-on-one one touch that we do have with our agents. We do care about them. We we are involved. We know them on a first name basis and their husbands or significant mm-hmm. others and their kids. You know, we're very very involved. We're more like a family. But with that being said, a big franchise is not the right fit for everybody. It may be for some people, but I don't see the big franchises necessarily as a competition for us because we have such a different model. And I'll let Julie kind of pick it up from there. Yeah, um, it, it we started under a universally well-known name, and we have not universally been a huge agency because we, we've just gotten started. But the Ziegler name of integrity and trust has opened doors for us that um, I'm sure the, a lot of the larger big names um, – enjoy as well but because people relate to dad personally and individually and they know how he's influenced their life when we say Ziegler Realtor and they say is this Zig Ziegler and we say yes the trust is 100% all there and that's all we have to say and I'm thinking that universally I mean dad's influence goes across all spheres of business and sales. And it is, I could not wait for us to do something under the umbrella name Ziegler because the name has such respect all over, Kevin, all over. And we we invest in our agents with uh, time and training. And I mean, it is super duper training. Heather was paid to train for years before she ever came through Ziegler Legacy Certification. And uh, I just, I, I just can't even speak to the difference our agents feel with us because they're loved individually. The, the person who asked me to come on our team last week said, I'm part of a, a really big group and nobody even knows who I am. And I really want to to get really going in this business and she knew we would give her that attention you are listening to the ziggler show in this episode with julie ziggler norman and her business partner heather pritchard talking about how they built a business the ziggler way well next tom ziggler asks them how they really live and walk out the company mission of vision and virtue in the business and how they advise others to do so in their businesses as well. So, so I've got like, I've got a follow-up question <laughs> for both of you, Julie and Heather. Um, there's a couple of uh, key words that I've really been studying in the way business has changed and 
the top words are vision and virtue and vision is kind of the, the dream, the vision that we, the mission of our organization, of our company, the problem we solve, the service we provide. And it's something that team members get excited about. Uh, hey, when we, when we do our job, well, we accomplish the mission and the mission does this, right? It's this thing. And then virtues is, uh, how we agree to treat each other. It's, it's how we do business. It's our word is our bond. It's kindness and respect and, you know, all these different things. And, and so, you know, every business and every individual, we like the idea of virtue. We like the I- idea of vision. And then the other two words are goals and growth. And individuals who come to work somewhere, we have to recognize they've got their own goals, right? They've got their own dreams that they want to achieve. And we know that people are motivated by growth. If I'm growing, right, if I'm getting better, if I'm getting more capable and I'm able to do more and get better results, then obviously I'm getting closer to my own goals and helping the organization fulfill its vision. So I want you to speak to uh not only what you do inside of Ziegler Realty, but we've got an audience of business owners and team members and solopreneurs who might be hiring somebody. How would you recommend that, that, that you make those an emphasis in what you're doing? Because I know people are looking for that right now. They're looking for those that combination of those things. Times are definitely changing, Tom. Um, we've seen it more than ever over the past couple of years. And we actually launched whenever during COVID, like the first, the right after COVID became a thing, we, we launched during COVID, which was really interesting to look back on now, but it was actually a really good time because um, things were changing anyway. A lot of things were changing for people. And whenever it comes to vision, um, a company has to have vision. And whenever you have a vision and your team can know exactly where you're going, what your goals are for a company. And I think that that can in fact affect their goals and where they wanna go as an individual, as a team member of the company. Um, I meet one-on-one with our agents and we go over their goals. We go over the Ziegler goal planning. And and I think that helps them tremendously. Integrity and influence is what we spoke about this morning in our meeting. And um, I think integrity is is so important whenever it comes to hiring an individual. And I'll let Julie talk a little more about that later. But all of our agents have integrity and they have different goals and dreams than we do as a company. But at the end of the day, we all get there with the the same way, with the same Mm -hmm. principles. I think that's what's really important whenever it comes to me as a leader with the company and a broker with the company is making certain that that we all have the likeness of the same principles and values, even though we may end up in different directions with our different dreams and goals. Well, let me ask you, Julie, how that translates to the people you work with? Because it's one thing to say, okay, these are the agents, yeah. you know, the people that I'm hiring, the teammates mm-hmm. I'm working with, even the other people you're working with, the, you know, the title companies and the mm-hmm. lenders and the appraisers and whatnot, you get to choose the team, you know, at right. large, even outside of your walls that you get to work with. But then there is the 
prospect that comes in, sits in front of your, you know, or you talk to online or they sit down in your office or you jump in the car, you know, with them, I would think that there's an aspect of the name, as we've talked about the branding, the positioning, that's going to filter the type of person you're going to get in that, uh, get in, in front of you. But is it something do you, have you ever gone so far as to weed out even some of the people that you're working with because you realize this is, you know, nothing against them. But it's not the type of person I want to spend my time working with. Yeah, Kevin, in regards to that last question, interestingly enough, when you have a company that's based on truth and integrity, those individuals who may not be a fit, they weed themselves out okay. because they don't feel like they should be here because we are so based on trust and integrity and uh, being the kind of people that people like to see coming. And it doesn't matter if we're dealing with the title company, an inspector, an adjuster, whomever we're involved with, we want to leave them with the feeling that they're loved and appreciated and supported. And if there's anything that we can do to help in the process in any way, um, that's who we want to be at Ziegler. We have time, we make time, and we make it happen. I mean, our our motto is, is that we are going to follow up, we are going to respond. Uh, the it, it, it just goes with the business. And we attract people when they see that we're kind. We went over this in our meetings this morning. We're kind, we're thoughtful, uh, we're respectful. I mean, Heather has all of us signed respectfully and it's a good reminder to us that we need to respect each individual and you know everybody has bad days now and then but um we're not going to have those with our clients it doesn't matter what's going on (laughs) if we have to call somebody else to do some follow-up because maybe we're not in the right place to be talking to clients we'll do that because we want people to feel cared for and cared about. Yeah. And that, that's where it, where it all starts. Well, let's dig in further. And this is for either of you, Julie or, or Heather, in looking at, I mean, cause we, I, you know, I think we all want to think that we are good people, that we have good intent, that we're out yeah. there, you know, to do a good mm-hmm. job. And, you know, Heather, you mentioned money. I mean, who doesn't like to make money? Pretty much all of us are happy to do that and like to be, as Tom, you often say as, as a reference, uh, Rabbi Lappin, we love that certificate of appreciation. It makes us feel appreciated and, and it pays the bills, which is helpful as well. But when you look at, again, this is what the company is going to be around. And you guys have both mentioned integrity yeah. and love and appreciation. If we did a, mm-hmm. a word search on this show, I think those are the words that are going to come mm-hmm. up to the top. And you're talking about leading the business relationally as opposed to transactionally. It sounds good, but we still often struggle to really meet that next prospect. And we're thinking about, oh, they're interested in that house. And I go right into, okay, here's what's happening with the house. You know, let's, let's figure out what do you guys need? Can you qualify? And just do the transaction. And I'll tell you, I still once in a while will find myself and go, oh my goodness, I am, I've got my transactional mind going here and I didn't back up mm-hmm. and get relationally mm-hmm. Focused. I mean, how do you do that? Because you still, 
you know, the day gets busy and things are happening and the phone rings and you just want to help people not waste their time. But how do you make sure you keep it focused on this is a person in front of me. This is a human being, a child of God. Well, just go there. I'll stop. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kevin, earlier you asked about how we, how we do this with our agents and what we do is we listen to, we ask them, you know, what's going on? What do you need help with? And what are you seeing? And our luxury line started because we have so many agents who are interested in that, but primarily they brought it up because they kept running into people who were involved with luxury agencies who weren't getting the service they had expected. So we saw a need. Our our agents, our realtors had a desire to be more involved in that arena. And we immediately started working on how to make the Ziegler Luxury line a business that our agents could count on to take care of those individuals. But we also know that they're, the majority of millionaires and people who are in that price range are very conservative. They're not like those people we see on HGTV who are out shopping with these top-line agents who drive Rolls Royces and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. They're regular people like you and me who want professional help from people who they enjoy being around. So we see a need for our agents. We see a, a need for the public, for our our prospects, and and we go out to fill that need. We want to fill in the gaps, places that are not being served well. So that is a um, huge relationship thing. You know, you got to know the needs and what people want. And when you see a place that is not being taken care of, it's the best opportunity there is. So you step up. We're helping our agents. We're helping people who who need a certain kind of property. And, and uh, it takes us to new places. You, you know, when we talk about coaching, which Tom and I talk about a lot, and I'll often hit up against the people who are trying to promote themselves as a life coach. I think that's difficult because it's so broad as opposed, as opposed mm-hmm. to being specific. But to be a good coach in any area of specificity, I think you've got to be a good life coach as well and tune in to yeah, what that person's need is because on a given day when you've got somebody in the car, they may be having a marital problem, which is the number one thing that they need. And I'm curious that how much you find yourself relating to people on a literally a personal so, uh, talk about the transaction. You're at the title company, the deal is going to be done. And you now know this person, they have become a friend. They've yeah. become somebody who, you know, and maybe have even done some life coaching, some counseling that is not only uh, again, the right thing to do, but how could anything be more fulfilling? So either of you speak to, you know, whether you got an example of that or just the heart of that, because as you know, out here in the business world, we can talk about this, but we don't see it that often. We rarely ever have that transaction where we really did truly connect with another person. Yes, you're absolutely right, Kevin. Whenever it comes to like, whenever someone needs marriage counseling, they don't want someone who is a a counselor for for alcohol and drug. You know, they they need someone who's 
specializes in marriages. So we have agents who do specialize in different areas of real estate. There's so many areas of real estate. We don't just sell homes. We sell commercial properties. We sell industrial. We have farm and ranch. We have our luxury line, investment, multifamily, and Not everybody is specialized in those areas, but we do have agents who are are qualified to be able to represent a buyer or seller in those specific areas. Now, to talk about the whole relationship part of it, we are in the relationship business. And anytime we lose focus of that is when we're going to struggle in real estate. Um, We simply are there to, we provide the American dream. And it can be really easy for us as agents, and we're struggling many, many different transactions. It could be very easy to lose focus of that if you're not aware of it. Um, you, we've got to be aware and try, we try to make every client feel like they're our only client. <laughs> and at the closing table, it is definitely something to be celebrated because we're creating the American dream, right? We're delivering the American dream. We're helping people be able to close on a home who maybe thought they would never be able to own a home before. And it's so very exciting to be able to be a part of that and service that. And yes, you're right. We have made friends. We make friends with most of our clients because as you know, a realistic transaction doesn't happen in one day. We're going through, (laughs) we don't only show three homes like on HGTV. Sometimes we look at homes for months and then it takes us, you know, the 30 to 90 days to close, depending on if it's residential or commercial. And we do build great relationships. And then in turn, they give their family and friends our names and numbers. And that's what creates a long lasting career in this business. I wanted to jump in with a takeaway, uh, Heather. Um, Julie mentioned that you were having internally, uh, you were having internally a meeting today on integrity and some core values. And then Julie, you said, Heather has everybody to to sign any document with the word respectfully. Hmm. And so I want all of our uh, leaders that are listening to this, all of our business owners, uh, managers, whatever your role is, there's an intentionality in this because one of the things we know is that you've got to say something seven times to your team before they hear it one time. And when we have milestones and markers around what's really important, then that allows us, it's a boundary that says that's important and whoa! If I feel myself getting close to that boundary, I can I can I can pause. I can back up. And so I just I just want to say that reminded me, Kevin, of our conversation with with Dina Dwyer Owens, where mm-hmm. one of their corporate practices is whenever they have two or more employees in their meeting for any reason with a prospect with a vendor, they start the meeting by reciting the mission, vision, and core values of the company. They tell their vendor, hey, these are the, the virtues that we live by here, and we want you to hold us accountable to this. And so it's a, it's a very, very powerful thing. And, and today, when so much is up in the air, when so much is uncertain, I think this is just the intentionality is so fantastic. And I want everybody to hear this. This is something you can do in your business and what you do. Okay, I'll turn it back to Kevin. Miller, who's the greatest host in all the land. The greatest host in all the land. You know, there's on my tombstone, Tom, I'm gonna let you buy it. 
and you can do that. Uh, okay, here I want to do. Here, here's a, a shot at shameless self promotion. Uh, not only just for being able to do that, because you know it's a Ziggler show, and and you guys, you know, we can do what we want, right? right. But also just to hear people <laughs> and hear the perspective and the ethos of the business as you're reaching out. I mean, so you guys are in Texas. You're obviously reaching outside of that. We've got a lot of people in real estate. We've got a lot of people who would be interested in doing that. So uh, I'm just going to open that up for pitch me on some shameless self-promotion of Ziggler yeah. Realty. What do you guys need? Here it is. What okay. we need as we're expanding into other states, um, especially the luxury market is pulling us into places where people want us to help. And so we're bravely going forth. But um, what we need in those states is we need buyers reps to go in for us when we get these calls. And we have so many Ziegler Legacy certified trainers who are already agents they would be our first priority because we know they have already been checked out by Laurie Majors. And if you get the you're okay from her, you're good to go. So we know right away those are our kind of people. But um, uh, we, we have a special arrangement with an agent who's with our property up in Freeport, Maine. And she'll be happy to go and show if we need her to. And we want those special relationships with uh, people in every state that we're we're going into we're looking into atlanta right now so this is growing and if if there are agents who want to be involved with a company like ours and get the training that we give and and just be have the integrity of the ziggler name um you know i'm just i'm not ashamed to say uh we know that we have a great company we've been profitable since the start and it's just a blessing. Heather, what would you say? It is such a blessing. It was a big decision to take my own name off my sign and replace it with the Ziegler name. It was a big decision for my husband, Tom, you mentioned Kit earlier, and he and I are both full-time in this business. And it was a big decision to remove our name off a sign because we've worked for many, many years to build a reputation attached to that. But whenever I had a, I prayed about it and, and I thought, wow, you know, I'm, if I'm going to replace it with any name, it wouldn't be anything but the Ziegler name, right? <laughs> um, yeah. the signs in the yard because it is a name that represents integrity. Never in the entire history of real estate that I know of has a real estate company launched and millions of people already know the name and not only know it, but it's attached to trust. It's attached to integrity, and Julie and I um, are definitely excited to continue that legacy of trust and integrity into the real estate industry with Ziegler Realty for our clients and for our agents and for prospects who are considering buying or selling in the future. Um, we are very intentional with that. We're very intentional with our principles and our values. And you mentioned earlier, Tom, all of the team who gather around us, all of our vendors, appraisers, insurance companies, inspectors, we have all of those people join us in our meetings and we have had them cry through inspiration that we share with each other, through praying with each other through difficult times. And they are really touched because it's unfortunately rare in business nowadays. I, I want to ask about 
this, uh, you know, in real estate, we talk about, we have a lot of realtors out there. We have a lot of people who may be interested in that. And it's Julie, you shared at the beginning of what, you know, it was your, the influence of your dad of Zig Ziglar and his love of real estate that kind of got you steer that direction. And you realized that you had an appreciation for it as well. Hit on that a little bit with people who are considering real estate. It is one that has a lower barrier of entry to get into. It can be enticing. There's a thought of getting started fairly quickly. And we got a lot of people who go into it. And I've seen a lot of people go into it that should not have gone into it. And yet there may be some other people who are missing out on there. So hit that a little bit, not only as it's relevant to real estate specifically, but as into any field that we tend to go into and go, ah, you know, it's, it's kind of interesting and we don't always audit ourselves and what the role actually entails to discern, is this really a good fit? Well, I can tell you personally that the people who have the most success in this business are the ones who are interested in helping other people get everything they want in life. And that's the truth, because if you're not service oriented and if you don't care about the individuals, you're just not going to get the referrals. You're not going to have the same results. You're not going to have the stick to you need. Because, you know, there are all kinds of people. They're nervous people. They're, there are people who maybe are a little rough around the edges and not so easy to work with. And you need to be the kind of person who can uh, separate, you know, their emotional stuff going on from what your job is. And that's to help them get what it is that they want and to be kind and to care and to be respectful. And if you are not a service heart, a person who enjoys doing stuff for other people to start with, I would tell you don't get in real estate because it is a 100% people relationship business. And if you don't enjoy being with people, you will not enjoy real estate. Would you agree, Heather? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and Tom, I, as we've talked about, we keep hitting on, I mean, again, the word integrity, the word trust has come up. Maybe just anchor us here with the, man, the power and the opportunity of that, that here we all are in whatever vocations, whatever business, whatever jobs that we have out there. And I still feel like we as a culture are not taking the gravity of Doing what it takes, not just we, we, you and you and I did a show on it. I cannot recall the episode and even what the title was, but as we all know and speak to integrity and trust, we don't always know what things we need to do to make sure that that is communicated out there. I think that I'm trustworthy. I think I have integrity, morals, ethics. I think I'm a good guy to work with. I think that I think that I have your best interest at heart and yet I can totally fail at making sure others feel that about me, especially if they don't know me on my website, business card, you know, whatever I'm doing to promote. And so we keep, we, you know, we talked about that so much in this show and yet we know that people aren't getting the benefit of, of that. And I, I even think of your buddy, Bob Bodine and the power of who, of who we associate with, of who we uh, let ourselves be 
known as personally and, and again, being connected with people. And we've talked about the connections here so much. You speak to that to some degree, because I know we have a lot of folks who want the benefit of being trustworthy, having integrity, and yet they're not getting it because they're not communicating it well. Yeah. And I'm going to take a little bit different tact on this. And I'm, I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk about, uh, three other words, despair, uh, engagement and well-being and what's happening right now is there is a huge sense of burnout in the world i mean people are just burned out we're, we're burned out from the covid on again off again we're burned out in our jobs we're burned out and so what's what's essentially at the core of that is that people get wrapped up that that really i'm just a number you know what? I just go in and I get on the gerbil wheel and I'm a number. And if I don't produce, then I'm not worth anything. And of course, dad created the core philosophy of you got to be before you can do and you got to do before you can have, which means you got to be the right person, do the right things, and then you can have all that life has to offer. But our culture says that our value comes from what we do and what we have right? Just, just meet people you haven't met. And what's the first question? What do you do? You know, it's like we, we share with them what we do. And so this burnout creates a despair. And now the world is saying, wait a second, we don't want burnout. We want people to get joy and fulfillment and purpose in the work that they do. And, and so they think it's all about uh, wellness and, and well-being, and so more and more people are wanting flexibility of time. They're wanting to, you know, focus on their health. They're wanting to build relationships outside of work. But that doesn't create engagement, you know. So if your company is saying, hey, the way we're going to create engagement in the company is to really support the well-being of our people, you're going to miss it. And then if you go and focus and say it's all about engagement, hey, when we can get people involved and and they're getting excited about uh, what they do here, that's going to lead to wellness and well-being at home. That's not it, it either. And so when we talk about integrity and trust, I, I really love, and I say this probably every time I talk, Rabbi Daniel Lappin said that the opposite of depression is not happiness. Yeah. The opposite of depression is purpose. Yeah. And so this is what happens when, when people suddenly discover their why, their purpose, and they start pursuing that, happiness becomes the byproduct of that. And so when you get an organization like Ziegler Realty that says, guys, we're in this for a bigger purpose than ourselves, and you have a bigger purpose even than working here. And part of our purpose is to love each other and to build relationships with each other well, here's the reality, and this is where trust comes in. Can you have a good relationship without trust? No, you can't. It's impossible. And trust is the byproduct of integrity. So if relationships come from trust and trust comes from integrity, where does integrity come from? It comes from truth. And truth, of course, comes from the author of truth. And so if we want to build an innovative organization. And I'm just here to tell you that the change and disruption we've seen in the last 18 months, it's nothing compared to what's coming. 
I mean, <laughs> one thing we know about the real estate market or any market is it's going to change. I mean, it's so who's going to stick in it? Who, who are going to be the people you can count on? The ones who are propelled by a purpose, who believe part of that purpose is building relationships around trust and integrity based on a truth bigger than they are. And so to me, that's how, how it all ties in. And the people who get on the gerbil wheel and say, I'm going to go do this because that's where the most money is. They're the ones who are burned out right now. And they, they get confused. They, they think that happiness in life is dependent upon happiness in my work. <laughs> no, it starts with your relationships. And I just want everybody to be clear. There's three relationships that we have. We have a relationship with our creator. We have a relationship with ourselves and we have a relationship with other people. Why wouldn't you want to do life with people who recognize the importance and value of all three of those relationships? Wow. I kind of went on and on there about trust and integrity and what matters. And, you know, Heather, it just, it just reminds me as we wrap this time up together, uh, you have an incredible story. Of course, dad Zig Ziglar had his block in a mailbox story. And that's kind of legendary on the podcast because we tell it on a regular basis. Dad tells it in his own words uh, in the recordings. Would you share your block in a mailbox story? Because a lot of times people know they're meant for more and obstacles in life happens. And then we have a choice. And you, to me, are just a fantastic example. And this story is great. So if you'd share that with everybody as we wrap it up. Thank you, Tom. Sometimes when we're going through things, we don't really realize what it is we overcame until we've overcame it. And whenever you and I were, and, and Julie, we were sitting in the ZLC class that I was taking and you shared your dad's block in a mailbox story, you asked, does anyone else have a block in a mailbox story they would like to share? And I thought, you know, I do have a block in a mailbox story. And it's almost an exact block in a mailbox story, actually. As a young woman, I had a rupture in my spinal cord that left me paralyzed from the waist down. Wow. And I was seven months pregnant with my daughter when it happened. I was lucky to live. They were able to do surgery, correct the, the hemorrhage, but they gave me no hope to ever walk again. Immediately, I was just thankful to be alive, right? And even still to this day, I am. But very quickly, I started becoming, it became a reality to me that I was fixing to be a young mom in a wheelchair. And um, it didn't define the kind of mother that I was, but I knew that I wanted more. I wanted to overcome this illness. I had always been a follower of Christ. I'd always been taught, you know, faith and to stand in faith and prayer. And I had watched prayer happen in my family's life growing up. And, and I'm a, a woman of faith. And um, so I decided, you know, I'm not going to accept that news that the doctors gave me that I'll never walk again. I'm going to work really hard and diligently, and I'm going to pray that God will help me. And, and then I'm going to do what I need to do on my part. And I started therapy. And I remember several times the therapist getting mad at me for 
for, for saying I would walk again and for asking them to do exercises with me and projects with me that would give me an opportunity to try to move my legs in certain ways that they didn't believe I could. They would get frustrated with me. And then I finally got a therapist that was an outpatient clinic who did believe in me and she helped me. And I'm not saying that it was easy. I mean, I would show up at therapy and work for four entire hours and not moved one muscle, but leaving a dead sweat from trying. But, you know, I had to have a good attitude and just show up and do it again the next day. Because little ripples create big waves. And so I I would show up every single day and I literally went from being completely paralyzed from the waist down to my toe moving a little bit like this to having some movement in my legs until one day I asked my therapist, can we go for a walk? You know, I have braces from my ankles to my hips. I'm on this walker and I'm pregnant. (laughs) Fixing to give birth any day. And she was like, I don't know if that's safe. I'm like, let's give it a try. And so we went just to like this, this therapy clinic was in a residential neighborhood at the time that had little homes all around it. And so the first day we got to the first house and back. But then the next day we got to the next driveway or mailbox and back until we finally made it to the end of the block. And then a few weeks later, we made it around the block and we would literally add a mailbox and a driveway each day until we made it all the way around the block. And not only we didn't stop there because we kept going and I would be able to get a little bit faster and I lost a brace here and I lost a brace there until I was able to walk with the cane. And by then I had the baby. So now my mom's following behind me, carrying my little daughter, who's now 29 years old (laughs) and a physical therapist. Imagine that everything comes full circle, right? And um, so the the residents, the neighborhood, though, a lot of them were retired and they would be home. And it was a little bit curious to them seeing this pregnant woman walking on this walker. And then all of a sudden this baby appears and I'm showing up at the same time every day to where they started coming out and wanting to know my story. What's going on here? And then they would be standing out there cheering me on or bring me brownies or hug the baby, you know, whatever. They were my cheerleaders in life through that time. I learned from Zig Ziglar's um, CDs and being able to listen to him that we can't control what happens to us, but we can control how we react to it. And, um, and I also learned that what we put into our minds is going to be the outcome that we get. A lot of times, if we just stay positive, if we're consistent and think positive thoughts around ourselves with people who are going to encourage us and know that little bitty ripples create big waves. That's my milk block in a mailbox story. I had a goal to walk before my daughter did. And I did walk before my daughter did. That is beautiful. It reminds me of Hal Elrod who had this horrific accident and it almost caused, it did cause problems with his providers because of how well he dealt with it, how optimistic he still was. And he didn't go down into Uh, despair. But well, thank you. Thank you both, Julie and Heather, for just sharing your story, sharing your heart. It's inspiring just to look at my own business. And I think it will be for everybody out there with businesses to say, how are they leading it with integrity, with love? Because uh, it's not only the right thing to do, but it actually pays off handsomely 
as well. Uh, and there's the Zig Ziglar paying it forward that we're all striving to do and keep this legacy going. Thank you, Tom, for your advocacy, advocacy of bringing them on and uh, for all of you, just a joy to spend the time with you. Listening to this episode, it was just comforting to me. And I get the benefit of knowing Julie and the Ziegler family and hearing the base goodness of what they do and how they do it just warms my soul. Again, you can check out how Julie and Heather are doing business at ZieglerRealty.com. Coming up in episode 944, you know, I'm actually having a Facebook vote. Just thought it'd be fun on what show people wanted next. So I put out some books with some authors that I've already done interviews, conversations with, and I'm letting them uh, vote. So episode 944, it'll be a surprise. Till then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.